Hello, 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 world. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Weird. Hi there. What's going on? <laughs> I I felt like I gave like I, I I I gave myself a response. Is that weird? Anyway, moving swiftly on. How are we doing today? What's going on? I went out yesterday, and for anyone anyone who's been bored enough, just kidding, to listen to the podcast from last year. If you've been listening from day one, I did a podcast episode basically this same time last year where I was in Miami with my friends. And um, just to give a quick summary, I basically went to this Halloween party and felt like I was out of place. Like I was, you know, I mean, and I think not to be all, you know, um, Gandhi about it. But like, I think there's always going to be a moment in time on, I think I, I personally believe in life where you're not going to always fit in somewhere and you kind of have to you know, make do out of whatever you have. Anyway, I digress. I was at this Halloween party last year and it just felt weird. I think everyone was fit and, you know, buff and everyone was everyone's type because everyone looked alike. And I was with my friends who were getting so many guys hitting on them and I felt kind of weird and I was just like dressed as a clown as well, ironically enough. And I was basically there trying to appease to a lot of people and obviously that didn't go well. I mean, here we are. But fast forward to this year, I, I mean, like I said in a couple of episodes ago, I didn't go to Miami. I mean, I'm back home, and I really wanted to go to a party this year. So I went to a Halloween party with my friend from school, and from when I was at home, you know, before he came to pick me up, I wasn't sure what I was gonna wear, and like most. Well, like most gay clubs I've been to anyway, they do have this environment where you kind of have to be shirtless and naked, which to be honest, I really don't have a problem with. I kind of just, it's this weird, hmm, how do I put, I'm trying to put this in a way where it's less scrutinizing and more informative, but like, it's this thing where okay, okay, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put it like this. I'm gonna um what you call it um personalize it, right? I'm not as muscular or skinny, you know, or as acceptable as most people might think. I don't know. Depends on however you deem the world and what you find attractive. But I've always thought to myself that there's some people who are allowed to be naked in a club, but you you're not one of them. But you know I me, mean, me, because you know what they're looking for, kind of thing. So. In that regard, I've always... Now, mind you, it doesn't stop anyone. Because I've seen a lot of plus-size people and more wear the same thing that, like, you know, the guy who goes to the gym and looks like it's... Like, he's been on everything. He They, they all wear the same thing. And I it does make me happy, to be very honest. I was so sorry, but I'm drinking tea tonight. I'm drinking ginger tea and... um, Ginger lemon tea. I don't know, I might sound a bit congested. I think, I God forbid I have the flu, but we're drinking tea tonight. Anyway, that's, that's just, by the way. But, um, I went to the club. Yes, that's where I was. And my friend, it was a Halloween party. I didn't, I, you know, I, I, I want to make a commitment to myself that next year, God's willing, I will actually have a fucking Halloween costume and not something that's just, 
basic or just you know something from my wardrobe anyway my friend was dressed as like catwoman but like Halle Berry's catwoman and he had the whip and everything and he looked amazing we're gonna circle back to that in a minute but I just wore what I, I just wore something basic like all black and something and I remember before leaving the house I looked in the mirror and I was so happy not because I, I mean not because I looked good but because I saw myself in the mirror and I said if I saw you in the club I would fuck you or want to fuck you. You know, is that is it weird that I'm sexualizing myself? Maybe, but I mean, here we are. I looked at myself in the mirror and was like, damn. I was so happy at what I saw. And it's not like I made the biggest change in my appearance. It's not like I'm, I don't know, lost 30 pounds. No, I, quite frankly, to some extent, I think I've always looked the same in a certain way weird to explain i understand but you know let's keep it moving so i looked at myself in the mirror and i'm like damn okay i see you you know what i mean and it made me feel very happy and it's something where okay so now about my friend i'm going to try and join these two together right but it's something where he my friend is He's not plus size. He's not buff, I would say. He's more like, you know, he's a slim person. He's very, he's slender to a certain degree. And he was like, oh my gosh, I look good. I feel like I don't look good enough. You know, no one's going to be looking at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite accurate, good concerns that anyone would have going out to the club where they, you know, believe they look sexy. And I was like, nah, because he looked really good in my personal opinion. I'm like, you look really good. And there was a bit of a contrast because for me, it was like, well, I think I look good. So if I go to the club, I'm I'm not going to give a shit what anyone might have to say contrary to. And he didn't really feel good. So if someone had told him he felt good, would it boost his ego at that moment? Maybe, but he might, I'm not, I'm not in his head, but he might not feel as great, you know, a couple minutes after someone gives him a compliment. So it does have to do with something in the head or otherwise you know what i mean but i felt amazing you know and it was was really cool i i should say and something else is what i realized is that like i have this i don't want to say warped but like i just have currently started moving around life like i'm the only one existing and it makes no sense but i love it this is what i mean i have realized that most decisions I would want to make, right? Or most thoughts I would have or most... Any, anything I would want to do that might, you know, involve the masses. I've always believed, oh, but someone else is doing this. Or, you know, there's someone already doing that. Or, or that's happening. Just anything as random as that, right? But and most of the time, I will tell you, most ideas that I've, I've had to do about something, I... Especially because, okay... I would like to say that maybe some ideas that I, I've had in the past creatively might have been something that would end up being competitive to be, you know, one of the best of the best or whatever the case might be. Except for this podcast, because I really just wanted a place where I could talk if I couldn't journal on a certain moment or whatever the case might be. And to connect with you lot or whatever. But anyway, I, I lost my train of thought. Fuck me. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. (laughs) 
Right, bubble. Yes, there we are. I'm so sorry, guys. Anyway, <laughs> I have been moving like, you know what? I'm just going to do this and do this and keep it pushing. Because what I realized is that, great example, last night at the club, I when I decided I wanted to go, to go to a party or go to a club, I wasn't necessarily going to see a guy or to get anyone's attention. Wouldn't it have been great to have someone grab my ass? Of course, definitely. But I just remember the moment I started dancing, I felt so euphoric. I wasn't on drugs. I wasn't drinking. I was completely sober. I think the only thing in my system was like fries at a certain moment of time, like a lot of water or something. I felt so good. I was just dancing and I did like, a lot of different movements. I'm not the best dancer, but I've been. I just love to dance, and I was just moving around, and I kind of just broke the ass for myself because we made my friend as well because it was his first time at this particular club, so he was kind of you know to himself for a certain degree, to a certain degree, you know what I mean. And I believe maybe just doing things like no one else exists is the best thing. Now, if your actions are affecting other people's lives i don't see how that's a good thing because you don't really do things to negatively negatively affect other people but just doing things for yourself that doesn't concern anyone else seems like the best thing and maybe people have been doing this for a long time and i'm just catching on to it so cheers to everyone involved but on to weirder things right the weirdest thing happened yesterday where my friend was dancing and he kind of saw someone who was cute you know to him and the guy was behind him as well. So I asked the guy, it's like, oh, hey, my friend wants to dance with you. You know, would you mind? And he's like, sure, just for one minute. And okay, now let me, I'm going to give a disclaimer that there's a big possibility that this guy had something else going on. Who knows? Maybe he had a boyfriend or a date that went to go get drinks or he himself was anxious and he felt, okay, if he started dancing, it might go past the minutes. I don't know. So that's going to make what I'm going to say right now a bit more problematic but i really really believed that this guy was an asshole i don't know why i just like i i don't know how to explain it but he just felt because I, I saw him and he was like swinging around and doing whatever and I just thought, oh, okay, you know, maybe he's going to want to dance with my friend. My friends are good. You look good. I could back off, give you guys your moment or whatever. And he was like, yeah, just for one minute. I don't know. It felt weird. But that I have said what might have been his own point of view, it makes me sound like a dickhead. So I understand. And that's cool. So let's move on. Whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it, I don't know. It was crazy. It was crazy. I was also just thinking about how this year, and not to even do the whole oh, you know, it's almost 2023 kind of thing, right? But this year went by and it was like breakdowns aside and whatever the case might be, I would say it was... Amazing is a strong word. Amazing is the strong word, no. I'm going to say it was... What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, shit, man. This happens, like, almost every episode. I, I always forget, like, what I'm going to use. Hmm. Well, I guess, insert whatever word you believe this year was for you. But for me, I for me personally, I want to say this year was... 
interesting and um what's that word you use when something teaches you a lesson that's the word i, I don't know the word. i'm dumb right now so i don't know the word but i'm gonna insert that word there and i say that to say that like i remember last year i had a list of a lot of things that i wanted to do and this year really humbled me because a lot of things that i thought i was gonna do wanted to do needed to do most probably didn't happen but along the way it was i mean you know how like stuff happens like with my aunt or my grandma and they always tell me okay well that didn't happen so do the other instead or do this instead of you know do this alternative that's basically what this year has shown me and to a degree that i probably didn't think i ever would discover or didn't want i built some kind of resilience and that's very interesting and i've a big takeaway for me is that I realized that I'm going, moving forward, I'm going to try my hardest to take the best from things. So a great example, I was um, just thinking about it when I was thinking about my ex-boyfriend who I think I believe, I like every time my friends always ask me, oh, you know, what happened to your ex? And I go, he cheated on me, fuck him. Which is true, not to take away from the fact or the truth, but I remember... And this will, like, make a lot more sense when I talk about, you know, the meet you for this episode because, you know, we're still in that series. There's going to be part two, by the way. But we met at the drive-thru, and I remember that was my... That's one of the most authentic meets I've ever had with someone. And the relationship, the sex was amazing. I mean, come on now. Yeah, you know, it's it ended how we did for a, re- for a reason because I do believe things always just happen to just kind of show you, you know, a side of something. But I realized that I want to take the best out of things. So be it this year or a situation or relationship, whatever the case may be. You know, I just thought about that and I thought to just drop that in here as well. But moving on, meet cutes. So for today's episode, I'm going to be, do I want to say dissecting? That's going to make it sound a bit too serious. But because um, I am quite frankly just doing this based on my own volition. No one asked me to do this, but um. Just the most organic ways of missing people. I'm going to start with It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, who's the author of the last book I recommended for the last episode, Verity. I'm not going to spoil the book or anything or give a big synopsis, but basically, this girl and this guy met on a rooftop after having, you know, um, a very different variation of a day than they were used to having. And, you know, they... That day they met, they talked, and they went their separate ways. But it so happened that her employee was the sister of the guy, and he came around, and, you know, it all happened. Now, I will say, the relationship is not something to glamorize over moving forward because, excuse me, a lot of things did happen, you know, along the line. So I'm just going to not glamorize that. But just talking about the meeting now, I personally believe that that's one of the best ways to meet people. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be on a roof. But I don't really... I'm not an advocate for dating apps or meeting online. And I'm going to state my case, if it pleases the courts. This is why I say so. So we've all been on dating apps. And the dating apps have this thing where they want you to lay out your... No, I should say lay out the version of your life you would like to show to your potential partner. And I've been on dating apps before in the past where you have to put your, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media you might have. The reason why I'm so against it is because I personally believe, and if you could go back to the first episode of this podcast, that's one of the things I said. Um, yeah, yeah, first impression, the first episode of this podcast. But I remember saying that I do believe that 
meeting someone is your opportunity to have your blank slate to basically paint whatever picture you want to show this person. Now, it shouldn't be a lie. It necessarily doesn't have to be a lie. You know what I mean? But I mean, if it is, that's up to you, I guess. But I digress. Now, I can imagine... And let's paint a picture. I can imagine where you have social media and you're going to advocate for something. So say you're all green and you're vegan and you live your life a certain way and you avoid a lot of certain, you know, products that you don't want to consume, right? I can imagine someone from a dating site going on to your social media and they see you're vegan and on instinct they're like because i have come across someone who's like yeah i can't date a vegan because you know i'm not about to go on a date to a vegan restaurant or i'm not gonna i can't not eat chicken whatever the case might be right let's put that there now imagine you meet someone so like i mentioned before i met my ex at a drive-thru so or like the book i just talked about imagine meeting someone that kind of role manner and you know, well, let's even paint. Let, let's paint a new picture. So you go on a date at an art museum. You're looking at art. You know, you're trying to be more cultured or whatever the case may be. You're looking at art, and someone walks up to you, and you're talking. I mean, just like how it happens in most movies, you're talking about the art. And a question I like to ask most times is, "What do you think is the best film ever, or what is the best movie in the last decade?" Or what is the best film ever made in the world, period, right? It's also actually what my best film... Well, no. Because I think best film is different from favorite movie. But let's just say someone asks me my favorite movie. It's always going to be Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban. For reasons I don't need to explain. <laughs> I mean, come on. But say this person's best movie is Harry Potter as well, but not Prisoner of Azkaban. Say it's Odo the Phoenix or something. That right is going to start a conversation that could go on for hours or minutes. However it might go, right? That happens, and you you still happen to talk about that. You talk about the art, and then, you know, you just keep talking as the day goes by. You've gone on the first date, and you just maybe didn't happen to go eat, because I personally don't think... I, I don't know, but I'll save that opinion for another day. You go on a date, and you don't, you're not eating. So let's just say you go for boba, and you take a walk in the park. Cool. Second, and while this is happening, it never comes that you're vegan. Second day, you're on a date, and say it's a sip and paint. You're drinking wine, and you're painting. Now, the third date so happens to be bowling, uh, not bowling, bowling and, you know, an activity, right? And now it comes to the point where this person might be coming or you might be going to this person's house to spend the night. And then you kind of have to, you know, certain presidents, what you eat and everything. If it comes to that you're vegan, then I have the strong belief and opinion that because of what has been built prior to, this person has found you interesting enough or worth it to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to make space in my refrigerator for this person who's coming over the weekend. And I, you know, because I remember I've had someone who has come to my place before and this person was someone who was a snacker, but they didn't like snacking on like processed foods. I had to get, I got like pomegranate seeds and like grapes and, you know, just sweet fruit or vegetables or whatever the case may be. And we had built, I mean, obviously, that person is nowhere to be found now. But we had built some kind of foundation at the time being where it was like, yeah, I think he's worth it. I'm going to give this a try. If something like this happens and, you know, like we're using an example, you're vegan. I do believe that because you built something 
prior to, it makes it all worth it. And it's kind of an attribute to just meeting in person and just seeing someone in their raw form because I think it's very obvious that people just put the picture of what they want you to see on social media. That might happen in person, of course, because you're going to tell whatever you want to say, but say, okay, so I, I glamorize, I fancy, I, I don't know, I pride myself in, I pride myself in calling myself, that's a lot of, that's a lot of words, in calling myself a romanticizer. I, rem, I, I don't know, I just look at a lot of things, I'm like, gosh, if this can happen, so like, meeting at a coffee shop, or maybe you just look, you just ha- happen to just look very, you know, quote unquote bad that day, you have a couple of zips and you're breaking out, whatever the case may be. I romanticize a lot, so that might I, I might sound very, you know, Disney right now, but I do believe meeting in person, like I have referred to, is very authentic, very fresh, very new, and it's just a lot better in my personal opinion. You know what I mean? Now, I watched a movie called Bros, and I'm not here to critic the movie. Because I have said on the record before that I do love bad or terrible movies because they are, I see them as a source of comedy. And I mean, no fault to the actors or whatever. But I saw Bros, which is a movie that came out a while ago, but not too long ago. And I remember this movie being marketed as something as like, oh my gosh, you know, you never get to... Well, I mean, I guess like most of the cast were gay. So it's like, you never get to see yourself on this big screen and, you know, or always push the sad characters and whatever the case might be. And, you know, this is something new. I thought, hmm, that's pretty good. So I didn't go to the cinema for that because I, there's some certain movies I only go to the cinema for. And quite frankly, I didn't really know the cast of this movie as much. So I was like, I'm, I'm just going to wait till it comes out on whatever, wherever, right? Come to find out that in this movie, there's, well, so there's a black trans woman and there's a black um, drag queen as well, Simone, as who had, I think Simone or Drag Race, maybe. I don't know. And I'm only highlighting that because, like most rom-coms that have come out in the past, they've all solely been white people with, like, I don't know, a black assistant who's the source of comedy or something who just so happens to be gay most of the time and has, like, a very, you know, over-the-top fashion sense. or You know, something like that, right? We can all think of that movie that has a character like that. So... I just found it really bizarre that... So this is what I think and this is what I believe, right? On the record, this is my opinion, not fact. But I do believe that in any sense of the term or any society, you know, you um, you are rooted in, if you're a minority, you should be able to have... I feel like as a minority, the, the most common... Um, what's the word? the most common feeling or emotion or something that you can share with other minorities from different aspects of communities and whatever the case might be is the feeling of not being like enough or shown enough or whatever the case might be. This movie felt like a movie that came out in the 90s to me, right? Again, not here to criticize the movie. Honestly, not really, but I'm getting some. Just stay with me, right? It was an all-white cast with a sprinkle of, you know, melanin here and there. They were doing what they were doing. And I... Huh. huh, I found the characters 
in this movie to be really insufferable. I found it really hard to like any of these people. Now, that also just shows to great acting. Because if you can act so well that people just hate you and don't even want to look you up to see what kind of person you actually are, that's saying something. I didn't like this character. And this person in the movie had a way about talking about, you know, the LGBTQI community that felt really wrong to me. I've also said on the record, I believe that I might not know the most about my, my community to my ignorance and my default. But... It just felt really, I don't know, it felt really weird. A lot of conversations just felt really weird and it made, so I feel like, this is what I believe, to just cut the whole critic, you know, the criticism short. If a straight person watched this movie, they might go, you know, go out of that movie thinking, oh wow, so that's how gay people are, that's fucked up. Now, being gay does have its own, you know, has its negative size, but I really believe that this movie was not the best presentation of what I think being gay is. But again, also because I, I see the beauty in being gay and being black as well. So maybe that's that. And this person who did the movie might not understand both sides. But I, I don't know why I kind of held a torch thinking, okay, you being gay, you understand what it means to a certain degree to be, you know, lesser than or looked at as, you know, the other in some kind of pedigree or something. And you made this and it's very weird. It's just very bizarre. But I digress. I'm only mentioning this movie because I want to talk about another kind of meet cute. These guys met at a club, actually. And I don't know what it is about. So people talk about like meeting at a club and meeting on, you know, like during a hookup as not the right way because it sets some kind of precedence for a relationship that can never work out. I disagree. And I'll say why. If we have sex that happens to be amazing and you then text me the next morning to go have coffee. That's great. So to me, it's like, okay, we've gotten the worst part out of the way. Now, let's see if you're a tolerable human being that I don't mind sitting down for like two hours, two hours but to have coffee and the croissant and dinner or something. You know what I mean? I find that amazing. Same thing at the club. I see how you are at night and me, I don't know, if you drank a couple shots of alcohol, I see how you're loosed up and you're not like so tense about making the best first impression, which is basically off guard and off the mill. I said it is amazing. And I think that's another great way to meet someone. It's just very authentic. And it's like, it's because you're not even trying to, but it just so happens to. And then what happens after that is that, you know, left to imagination. So they met at a club and, I mean, it had its bumps. Again, I'm not going to reference the whole relationship because I don't want to glamorize the relationship in this movie either. But it had its bumps, but it was a very amazing thing of because if you're at the club and let's say we meet i'm not burdened with the idea or responsibility of trying to impress you because quite frankly i don't give a fuck who you are and i might just leave and forget about you so i'm going to be as me as i can be so say okay um great example say um i don't know for example you're wearing a shirt and that shirt has someone on it towards something in the past and i see you I'm not going to be like, oh, damn, you're fucking stupid because you're wearing this because this guy, I don't know, he kicked a dog the other day. He's an asshole. You know, something like that. So, I mean, that might be upputting to people. It might be sexy because like, oh, he's calling me out kind of thing. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I really enjoy meeting people like that as well because I think it's already saved what might be a whole month of conversation. It just strips off a whole different layer because it's like, okay, 
all this is out the way. Now what next? Or say you meet someone at a wedding. At a wedding, you're drinking, you're eating, you're having fun with your friends, and you just happen to meet this person on the dance floor. I think it's amazing. You know what I mean? I, I sound like someone who should be in a Disney writing room because I'm just talking a lot about <laughs> romance right now. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's also, I'm drinking ginger tea, guys. And I I, I have better that before. But, <laughs> oh, my tummy. That's what I'm going to say. My tummy. Because, I, I, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Anyway, I don't guys. I'm so sorry. My mind's all over the place right now. But I will say, there's some things in this movie that I kind of wanted to pick brains about and just say out loud to kind of see how I felt because, I mean, you guys would probably not be, you know, responding to me. And it's, speaking of responding, there's this thing Spotify is doing now where it does, like, a... What's the word? Like, it puts, like, a question thing under the episode and you can reply if you want to to, like, a particular question by the host. So I'm going to put that up there and if you guys want to, you know, do that, that could be cool and we could just have, like, casual conversation, I guess, in the comments, so, so to speak. But basically... I was, there was a hint of like an open relationship in this movie. And I thought about that and I'm like, I wonder what I think about an open relationship. And if I was approached by an open relationship. And the ironic thing is, if someone I'm dating talks to me about an open relationship because they're into it, I've been in a situation where I was deeply uncomfortable. But just to make that person feel like, oh yeah, Dami's cool. I was like, oh yeah, of course, why not? You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, I did the whole, you know, splurge of yeah, you know, I really think that it's, you know, it's cool to be free because you're still. I, I, I'm, I'm a very jealous person. I think I've said that before as well. So I get deeply uncomfortable by having to share my partner with someone, or just, just the thought of thinking of things that I would normally do, then it being done to you by someone else makes you uncomfortable. So an open relationship. I don't even know. I, I like. I don't know what that looks like, and I do believe there's a lot of things that people are a lot of people are comfortable doing right now because it's like, yeah, I have you back home, but I'm gonna go fuck this guy that I'm at a conference or something. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just thought about that because it was in the movie as well. And also, I'm, I I mentioned that movie not to recommend it. I really strongly don't believe. Well, I can't force you. I can't beg you. I don't recommend that movie. But if you need a laugh and you're comfortable with, like, a lot of things being mentioned and, like, words and... Because it's very unsounded. I mean, I, I think, go ahead. Just think think sausage party, but white human beings that are gay. Yeah? But I don't, I don't recommend it. I will recommend a good movie for you guys at the end of the episode, but I don't recommend that movie. I'm just using it for reference because I do think the meat, the whole meat cute thing was kind of, you know, cute, so to speak. Um... But yeah, it was... I don't know. Anyway, moving on. But that's what I was just thinking about for meet cutes and open relationships available for this episode. And wanted to see what you guys thought about it and how you guys felt about it. Would you prefer to meet someone... You know, I'm going to put the question tag down there as like, you know, how would you prefer to meet at the club or at a drive-thru? Or I'll think of a question, but you know, that's all I have for the episode, and I just wanted to, you know, talk about that kind of meet you as well.
you know, for this second installment of the series that no one asked me for, that I solely did by my own volition. <laughs> but yeah, that's really it. I also want to say I hope you guys are doing well. You know, because I know I know for most people, end of the year also comes a lot of anxiety and like regret and like, oh my gosh, the year's ending, what did I do? And sometimes fuck it, man. Just breathe and we just keep it pushing. You know, it's not every time you have to do self reflection, to be honest. <laughs> just relax, you know what I mean? But I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're all doing great. Today I had an off day because I, I had planned this like weeks ahead. Because I knew I was going to go to... I, when I decided I was going to go for the party, I told my boss I'm going to need Saturday off. So it's not like I flunked work. I actually had it off. And let me tell you guys something. I woke up and I did absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I'm trying not to judge myself for like not doing anything. But, you know, I, I really needed to rest. I took a lot of naps and I just feel really refreshed. And, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it's November. It's almost the holidays. And I hope you guys are doing well. I really hope everyone's doing okay. And I really hope that we can learn to, you know, take the best out of most things. Because I, I, that's something I'm trying to do. I actually try to do that most of the time. And it doesn't work all the time, but it's going to. You know what I mean? It's going to work. It's going to be an interesting journey that I, I quite frankly don't mind going on to be honest with you guys and um you know that's just that on that so i'm gonna recommend this movie called the school for good and evil oh my goodness i saw this movie literally just this morning well when i woke up at noon but it's an amazing movie that quite frankly i don't want to do the whole oh it's like nothing you've ever seen before but it's uh how do, let me give you a brief it's I don't even know how to explain it, honestly. But it has Kerry Washington. It has the lady from... Who plays... Well, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Doctor Strange. But in the post credit scene, Clea comes in, the lady in purple. The lady who plays Clea is in it. Um, the one girl from Husky Musical, the musical of the series. Not Olivia Rodrigo, the other girl um, who dances ballet and stuff. She's in it. It's the one girl from Sex Education. It's an amazing movie, amazing cast. It's very twisting. And, okay, so basically... the this is the movie, right? I'll give you a synopsis, no spoilers. But there is a school of good and evil that has some of the children of, like, your, you know, famous villains and heroes from your best fairy tale stories. So, like, Captain Hook's son and the old hag in, um... No, not Snow White, but the one of the old hags and one of the fairy tales, her daughter and stuff like that. And there's these two girls who get taken to the school, you know the good school and the evil school and believe they're not supposed to be there and they're trying to unravel what that might look like. It's an amazing movie that I do highly recommend and I think you guys should watch it. It's like an hour and a half or something. It's really good. It's pretty cool. I enjoyed it and, I'm, uh, you know, go see that movie. Go see that movie. So just think about it and, you know, we'll see. And also, just speaking of being in a bubble, something I was thinking about was how I, I feel like I have avoided a lot of action that I, I, I could take to just, I don't know, pursue something that could be bigger. And I'll give it very, very, I'll just give you the shit up facts, right? I remember when I started this podcast, I was, and probably still am avoiding social media. And I thought, you know what, I just want to record this so I can just talk and I don't really need people to listen or whatever. But it's grown how it has. And I'd be, I've been thinking, oh, I wonder how it would be, what would it be like if, there wasn't, you know, 
much bigger social media presence and people could hear like a couple minutes of it and be like, mm, let me listen to this and you know, get more people listening. And it's been half and half because I've been thinking, well, that would be great because, you know, who knows what could come out of it. But at the same time, it's like, I've said a lot of things on this podcast that I've deemed sometimes dumb or like, like a lot of what the fuck moments that, I don't know, you guys have never called me out on it either because you probably don't care. You probably switched off from that episode when you, the moment I probably said some shit or you probably could relate or you just don't have the energy of the time to give a shit to reply. Who knows? But that's like a fear that's been holding me back and I'm trying to get out of that. I just said that as like full transparency. So if you see like a video of the podcast online someday, just know we've had this conversation. But you know, I'm going to stop rambling because that means it's time for me to go. But I really, really want to say thank you so much for clicking on this episode of the podcast of 3 Well, thank you so much for clicking on this episode of 2D Therapy, the podcast. I really, really appreciate you guys. I hope you have a great weekend and, you know, just stay cool or whatever. I've been your host, Tommy Dyer. Bye. Hello. I've been trying to convince myself for the past week that I have solely been operating the way I have been because of the daylight savings and changing like time and sunset. And what I mean is, so, I mean, I guess since last week, Sunday, time moved back a bit or was it forward? Whichever one it was. And so the sun's been setting a lot earlier. Like, I mean, just like last night, the sun sets at like 5 p.m., Usually it would be like six, but it was five because it was raining, so it was a lot darker. And I honestly, I'm here. To, I did absolutely not the damn thing. Like I had things on my to do list, but I'm like, mm, we'll do them tomorrow. So here we are tomorrow, and it took me like five hours to get up. I mean, whatever. But I'm trying to be. I've been trying to operate solely based of that fact, and um, it's been going swell, I should say. But I think I'm trying not to attribute my laziness to you know, seasonal things that happen every fucking year that really don't have fuck all to do with me. You know what I mean? But I just finished binging the new season of The Crown. And, I mean, again, not to make light or not to make conversation or content out of someone else's dilemma, but I, I'm i just going to add it to the pile of things I had for probably the last part of this meet cute series that we've been or that i've been running for the past two weeks i don't don't know if you guys have been interested in listening or whatsoever um and i should probably apologize that this episode is coming late i i started recording when i was and it was it just i i I didn't feel right so i kind of had to stop and make sure it was you know better than the last and also because well honestly i don't know if i should be apologizing because i don't know if you guys give a shit that this episode came out late or not, or, like, there was no episode, like, last week. But I only do it because... So, I, when I listen to podcasts, right, I've kind of... I want to say I'm lucky, not to be dramatic, but I'm lucky because all the podcasts I listen to come out on different days. So, like, Tuesday, I have my regular rotation. Wednesday, I have my regular rotation. Thursday, I do. Friday, I do. Even though one just wrapped up, so I had to kind of replace the slots. Saturday and Sunday, I don't, I don't, I don't really listen to podcasts as much. I just, like um listen to music but that's besides the point so anyway i apologize however i digress so the crown let's start here um for those who don't know what the crown is it's basically a quote-unquote dramatized fictional 
storytelling of the royal family. And so I started watching The Crown. And I guess anything I mentioned in reference to the meet cute, you might as well just take that as a, as a um, recommendation because I think everything I have on the roster today, they're pretty good. So The Crown. I started watching The Crown maybe two years ago. And yeah, so I remember it took them a year to, well, it took them to now to bring out season five. So it was season one through four. And I started watching it and I wasn't really sure what was going on. But I, I do remember, and I thought for some I don't know why I thought it was just a me thing, but on watching it, I realized that like I was Googling everything that we, all the names and like all the events. And I'm like, oh, these actually happened. And then, because I was obviously, you know, going ahead with the, it's a fictional storytelling. So I didn't really think that it was actually what happened. But I, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think they just said that just so that they didn't have issues with the royal family out of respect and, you know, whatever. But anyway... The season most people, the seasons most people like, uh, you know, the ones pertaining to Princess Diana, which sh- I mean, rightfully so. And I think I'm going to call the meet cute for this episode the. I don't want to say circumstantial. I'm going to say. I have so many words. I'm going to put a, a lot of words in a box. So I have circumstantial. I have by chance. I have. On arrival, I have by mistake. So let's just pick whichever one. But Princess Diana, right? So brief, brief summary for those who don't know. I'm gonna try not to go down the wormhole because I think I'm I'm quite the royal family fanatic. But basically, she got married to now King Charles. And watching back, it was quite obvious that you know Charles, Prince Charles at the time was in love with another woman. And because the royal family is ruled heavily by or with the church, you can't marry someone who's been divorced and then their husband or wife still being alive, right? And him being heir to the throne as well, it was everything, nothing was in his favor. So they kind of wanted him to get married to someone who would kind of bring more light. And this was in the era where the, you know, the um, royal family and the government were like, you know, the people were like saying... It was basically the people and the government against the royal family because it was a whole lot of, oh, they're getting old, they're getting still, what do they have to give? You know, there's nothing new about them. They're getting very crusty, you know, all sorts of things. And the queen was getting old as well. But then it was like, oh, you know, I guess people, you know how you have like PR people, that kind of thing. So like, oh, you know, if Charles get, gets married to Diana, because at the time actually as well, Diana, well, Charles was seeing Diana's older sister who allegedly didn't want shit to do with him. But I'm not going to turn this to a whole history lesson anyway. So they got married. And years down the line, I mean, people that know knows what happens to Diana, right? And all the speculations and everything. But it's a whole lot of like... realizing that he only married her to save the face and to kind of, you know... I mean, in some words, she would have potentially been the queen eventually you know as charles ascended the throne and it was kind of to save the faith because no one wanted to see camilla and everyone loved or still loves diana that kind of thing right so and so i'm watching i you know just finished watching the new season of the crown as well and it kind of shows how she says she loves him or married him because she loved him and on him being approached with the same question he's like well ask my family because they're the ones who said, you know, you were the best choice at that point in time. 
And I could just think of, I, I don't know why this word is like in my head, but it's not coming out. But that kind of in the moment, it's not even a meet cute because it's quite tragic to be very honest. But like in the moment, like off the mill decision, because I've, I, I look at some things and I see them as like big life-changing decisions like marriage but i guess depending on what institution or like whatever you do it might not be as big but i can imagine getting married right now even if it's for some kind of greater good quote-unquote it's gonna be like a big deal so anyway and like even the commitment because knowing where you're coming it's not like the i want to say the very very modern day now where it's like you could get married and get divorced 90 days later if you're not really feeling it. And no one, no one will bat an eyelid. Like, no one will give a shit. You know what I mean? But then it's like, you being separated or divorced was not even being... It's, it's not even a conversation. And even when the Queen talked about it with, I guess it was the Pope at the time, it was, like, very sacrilegious and everything. You know? So, I don't know. Would you guys... Or what's your stance on... Jumping into something to save some greater good. However, I want I, I want to believe that um you know Princess Diana at the time didn't know that that was what was going on. She was just in love and fell in love, and you know that's what happened. So not even not even we're not talking from her point of view, but from Prince Ch- or King Charles' point of view right now, right? Would you get married to someone, or would you get connected or bonded to someone because it was going to save the greater good? I'm thinking about it, and I don't think I will. Or would because I've been in a position quite recently and even in the past as well where it's like I have to like be with someone who or well I don't want to say be with someone I have to be in the presence of someone who for lack of better words irritates me and like there were probably feelings for a qu- like a, a quick second but not anymore but it's like I don't know if I still fuck with you or still want to see you or want you in my peripheral you know what i mean but like having to be married to someone bear children hold up an institution and like safe face in the public seems so absurd to me i mean obviously who gives a shit about what i had to say no you know no one knows who i am but i think it's very um it's very important sometimes to kind of see what's like the media tries to portray a mirror and kind of take into it what you will and Again, like I said, I don't really like to take lessons from people's demise, you know, um, concerning Princess Diana and Ch- King Charles, but I don't know. Because it's one thing to get married and then not even really fuck with a person like that and then them not even knowing. Because, okay, this is what I think, right? This is what I think. Because I've... So, have I fantasized being married into the royal family? Absolutely. And have I fantasized being in whatever situation Princess Diana was in, yes, this is what I think, right? No one asked me what I'm going to say. If it was a world or a universe where they both got married and Diana knew Charles wasn't really fucking with her because he was with Camilla, which she eventually knew, I mean, I think before they, like the day they got married or before they got married, like, you know, officially, right? I would like, I would be very happy to do like a whole, okay, you know what's going to happen? And this would happen like, pre-kids or pre-pregnancy i'm gonna be like okay you love you know who you're fucking with i probably don't have anyone now however so you just don't disgrace me in the public yeah we're gonna set up an arrangement so even if i mean because okay 
in the grander scale of things, we're talking about the Breuer family here. So there's money. Money's not like a um money's not the problem here. It's more of like common sense. So it's more of like a everyone see like, you know, we're dispersing our well, let's just say at the time, we're dispersing our servants to go to bed and the, you know, they're done with their duties for the day and we're going to bed. There's a back door, Camilla's in the other room down the hall. Go down there so I can be alone and do what I need to do. But before it's our call time, which is basically when, like, the um, people that work with the royal family come back in and give them the tea or, you know, whatever, when they when they get woken up. So before it's time to wake up, let's say 5 a.m., you come back in bed and we just pretend, right? That would... I, I really think that would have been the best case scenario that I would be down for. So it's like, to the public, we... I mean, and, you know, it's really... It's something about being... Well, I don't want to say in love, but like, I really think if I was to be in a kind of predicament where I was to like, quote unquote, get married to someone who I'm not really interested in, but however, we are friends or we just have that mutual understanding and connection of like, girl, I don't really fuck with you like that, but let's just save this in the public and in private do whatever whatever we're doing, which I think most people are doing now. Most people have caught on to it, right? I think that would be so cool. So it's like in the public, they look so magical, which they did in the public. But in private, it's like, okay, you're going down to whoever, I'm going down to whoever. The kids are in school, the kids are in bed, or they're doing that. Because I mean, from, you know, birth or from whenever you can, the royal family teaches the heirs and the kids the constitution and the laws and everything. So like for Queen Elizabeth at the time, she was being taught the constitution and the laws while her sister, Princess Margaret, was, you know an actual student because she was not in line to the throne. So same thing with Charles and Harry. Charles was being taught the constitution. Harry was just living life as an actual. He didn't really have to bother about being egged because he's not like... The chances of being king is, was, or were very slim, right? And even now with... Yeah, so it's very slim. Probably not going to happen in our lifetime. Anyway, that would have been a very good agreement in my humble opinion that no one asked for if they could have done that. So I think that's, that is the only situation in which I could be like, yes, we can do this, but we have to be very smart, very discreet. If there's a holiday, like a... I mean, because again, we're rich, right? So this new season, they go on a holiday on the yacht and Harry brings his friends and, you know, Diana has the kids and everything. Something like that. I'm like, we're going to get a babysitter. And while you're with your person on the yacht, right? When we get to this island, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to rendezvous with my side piece we're gonna have a great holiday and we're gonna make it back home in type of press and tell everyone how much of a great holiday we had because we did and i think am i i I don't know am i foolish or delusional to think that this would bring some kind of friendship because i'm thinking if obviously it's different for me because i'm gay but in a scenario where like i'm friends with a woman and we get married, but we know we're not really fucking with each other. She has her own guy. I have my own guy or girl or, you know, whatever. We could probably be having a great time. Like, Bessie's being like, girl, what's going on? You know, or we're trying to be careful. We're trying not to get caught. Because it's obviously going to be very bad if, like, one person gets... So, like, say you're with your person and you get caught, like, with, by paparazzi. Immediately, the next day, the tablets are going to say, oh... So and so 
caught cheating on so-and-so and everyone's going to start sympathizing for the other person not knowing that this is actually an agreement that's really cool because i have my person that just didn't get caught by the paparazzi anyway i'm going on a tangent so i think that's the only situation that i could be in that scenario where there is an agreement you know again from charles perspective not princess diana from charles that's the only reason i could like probably agree to that you know little thing anyway moving on I read a book called All That's Left in the World and it's written by Eric J. Brown. Eric J. Brown, if anyone wants to pick it up and read it, it's a really, really good, interesting and short read, like 300 pages. And it's... So, okay, I've always said in the case of an apocalypse or end of the world scenario or like total domination by aliens or dinosaurs or whatever, Having me on your team might come as a very big advantage and disadvantage. Advantage is the sense that, like, when it comes to the part of eating people because all, you know, all the crops and the plants are, you know, full of um, toxins and, like, all the animals are dead, I might be the first person you should eat because I'm going to be full of so much nutrients and you could probably take me along, like... I'll probably last, like, four months if distributed properly. And it's advantage in the sense that, like, I don't like to run. So, like, even... So, quite frequently, I've been running a lot more. And only because... So, I haven't had the privilege of going to the gym as well because of my car, which is still fucked up again. But I don't want to talk about that. Running... So, I can imagine we're, like, at camp and there comes, like, I don't know, maybe somebody just hear a scream and it's like, okay. Because you know those movies where it's like they, you know, make camp and they hear, like, the slightest, like, branch crunching. And it's like, we got to move. Let's go. Let's get up. And everyone's packing. And it's like, and it's that, like, line of, like, take what you can. I'm not the best person because something about me, in a sense of crisis, I don't know how much my sense of emergency is. Like, I don't know what it was. I'm trying to remember. But I think it was a conversation. I was having with friends a while ago. And it was like, okay, in the sense of a fire or a robbery, what's going to happen? And I'm so fucking dumb because everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're jetting out, we're going out. And I'm thinking, oh, wait, what about breakfast? And, like, you know, so at the time I was, like, still so obsessed and trying to grasp my phone and social media and everything. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my phone, my chargers, oh, my gosh, my laptop, movies. And I'm thinking, girl, the world's like, like you're about to be robbed or the house is burning down. How much time do you have to do all of this? I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my skincare, I have to pack a snack. And I think that's a very annoying thing about me because even when I'm traveling, I do tend to overpack and it's like, okay, well, just in case this happens or just in case this happens. But that's just a me thing. Anyway, all that's left in the world is um, basically this book about the world, the world's basically done. And now it's like a couple of... So it was taken... I mean, okay, so this book might be a bit triggering because this book is post-COVID. So COVID happened and COVID went, but there's another virus that comes that sweeps the world away and like, you know, like it was past the vaccines and everything. Like these people had to fend for themselves and, you know, take care of themselves. And we this book is like coming from the point of view of two different people where one person has a house that... Because he was with his mom till she died and he had to kill her, which we'll get back to. And he's in his house. And this other guy, he's trying to get across the country. So it's basically, like, in America. And, like, they're trying to, like, wade through the different states and see what they can gather and see how many survivors are left and just see how they can get refuge somewhere. And they're going through different states and, like, they just meet different 
types of shit going on, basically. So back to the guy in the house. Now, if there's a scenario, and that's it always happens in a case where someone's infected and that person kind of has to die. I mean, what was it that I watched? There was a show that I watched and I'm trying to remember where people were dying. Oh my goodness. Was it a show? I can't remember. I, I, I hope I remember more than the show. Anyway, in a case where people, someone is dying, or my partner, or my friend, and it's like, you know, there's the whole conversation of like, once you say that I'm infected, kill me. Excuse me? What are we really doing here? You know what I mean? It's, it, I don't know. Because I think I've said it before. I don't think, but, so my conscious is very fragile. Or maybe I shouldn't blame my conscious. I'm a very fragile person. And I don't like my conscious being heavy. I'd rather it be just empty, void, and full of peace than like having to make a decision that like would impact me. Killing someone, even if it was by their will and they were sick, and we all understand. And it's always a thing where like in a group of like, let's say six people and someone gets sick and everyone is hesitant, the one person who's done what exactly the plan was Everyone starts to look at that person differently. And it's always like, what the fuck are you looking at me different for? This was the plan from the jump, you know? So, he's in the house and he gets this, the guy in the book. And he gets a guest who comes who, you know, his leg has been chopped off. And in his mind, he's like, well, I really don't care. I have supplies that I don't know how long are going to last me. I don't know what I'm going to next, the next batch of supplies. And because, I mean, obviously, obviously, because the world has ended, all the grocery stores are like, done with you know everyone taking all the food all the papers all the toilet rolls everything and he's like i have supplies that can only ask me to you know so and so time i don't think i should be wasting on you and the whole book kind of just wades through their really it's a really really good book that i recommend to be honest and it's you know it's a um young adults and it's a gay um gay romance as well if you're into that kind of thing if you're not then i mean don't read it i guess but um it was really, really interesting seeing how they were waiting through the relationship. And the book was written in a very amazing way in which one chapter is one person's point of view and the other chapter is the other person's point of view. So it's like a call and response. It's like one chapter, this guy's thinking, oh my gosh, should I give this guy some help? Should I kick him out the curb? Should I not open the door? From when he hears the knock on the door. And the other guy is like knocking on the door and he's wondering, is anyone in the house? Can I just go into the house and get some supplies and leave? Because I have to get to like fucking philadelphia to see if my family members are alive kind of thing so it was really really interesting reading like that i think that's the first book i've read in that kind of order that i really enjoyed and i'm thinking yet again an opinion no one asks for but if i'm in this situation let's just say in a world where i knew how to survive the apocalypse and i've been surviving for quite some time if i get someone at the door am i opening the door these are my questions or these are my thoughts, right? Now. This is what will go through my head. It's like, what are the odds that this person really needs help but just wants to kill me and eat me because they're going to assume I don't have any food? Or I'm probably thinking, well, okay, so I don't know why. I, okay, okay, so this is the thing I think about that is probably going to be very problematic. And I, you might have to excuse my stupidity and ignorance, but I always think that in the case where it's like an end of the world thing and what you have is what you have, sexuality might be more of a spectrum hear me out hear me out hear me out hear me out because i've thought about this right if i'm in a case where i'm really horny i think i don't know i don't know i might regret saying this now 
But I really think my bars might be down a little bit. I might be. I might consider, you know, crossing a, a bit over the pond. But we're not going to dwell on that. Anyway, so I'm probably thinking, okay, is this person straight? Are we going to have, can I at least have sex? Because it's been months and there's no one in sight. And I don't know what this person really wants. And it's, all, again, my sense of emergency. Because I've thought about this before. That if I'm getting kidnapped or robbed, and it's a 10, 100% chance that I'm going to get killed, I might just say, okay, are we going to have sex before we die? And I've said that out loud, and I know that sounds fucking stupid, but I'm just, I mean, I think there's something about saying the impulsive thoughts in your head, just say, look, because if you're going to kill me, might as well, right? And I've also thought about how come I always am in a fake scenario where there's actually possible death. It's very scary. Anyway, you know, I'm thinking, do I want to help this person? Do I know how to help this person? Do I want someone in my space? Because I always think about it, and I'm mean, obviously in terms of relationship as well. It's like, okay, well, now I'm lonely and I'm going to get to know you. But what happens four months from now? I'm going to get fucking tired. And that's an attribute of myself that I recently discovered on like self-reflection that is really scary because sometimes, seldom times, I crave or want or need or think I really, really desire human connection and human um, perspective and everything, right? But let me tell you, yesterday, and I really, really felt bad, but I tried my best not to like do what I'm about to say. I woke up like feeling okay, but I think the night before wasn't... So what happened was I had dinner and I guess I like... It was one of those things where like, I'm like, let me just close my eyes for 30 minutes so I can, you know wake up and do my work but i woke up the next morning and i was so upset and i was bloated because obviously you're not supposed to really you're not supposed to like lie down immediately after eating you're supposed to you know if you can't exercise or just not lie down immediately basically and i did that i was bloated i was really upset because that never really happens to me and i was just grumpy at work but i tried my best to start the people's way but then i realized again back to this scenario in the book we're talking about I could help you. Okay, we talked for a little while. But then I'm like, oh, thinking about when, you know, my kind of baked beans that I was eating by myself, I now have to share with this human being or my space that wasn't really dirty. Now you're here and it's all fucked up and I have to take care of you. Or I've suddenly built an emotional connection that honestly, in this certain moment, we don't really know if it's needed or not because it's really every man for himself. And like, what are the odds that like food happens to run out and you kill me at the first class? You know, gory stuff like that, right? And I was just thinking about that. And it's really, really, it's really, really, I don't know. It's really, really interesting. And I don't know. What would you guys do? That's another, I'm going to push that question out again. What are you guys doing in this scenario? How are you approaching this quote unquote meet cute? Because I don't know. I'm thinking about it. And I, I don't know. It's really, it's a really, it's a sticky one for me. It's a really hard one for me to be very honest with you. I, oof. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But that's the book, All That's Left in the World. And um, moving on. So I just thought of something in reference to the first reference <laughs> from The Crown, right? So spoiler warning if you watched or are watching or want to watch House of the Dragon, right? House of the Dragon is a prequel to Game of Thrones that I might have talked about before. But there was a particular episode where Princess Rhaenyra and her husband... They get like, well, not, I mean, so basically the way it works, for those who don't know, in this particular universe, these people marry off to like their cousins to make the family stronger and everything. So it's like a pre-existing culture that's like 
not really weird at that time, right? And this girl, you know, has to be betrothed to her cousin, but they're talking and he's like, girl, I suck dick because he's gay. And she's like, you know what, bet. What's going to happen is we're going to get married and we're going to do what we need to do as our duties. However, you do what you need to do and I'm going to do, do me, right? Now, remember when I said someone could get caught and then they start to pity the other person and they call this one person a whore? So Renera has kids that don't look like her husband. We all know, so us that have been in the conversations with them in the bedroom, we all know that they're not fucking because he's fucking some other guy. But the public doesn't know that. And now they're scrutinizing her and it's like, oh my gosh, poor guy. How about they've been having a perfectly good, amazing marriage. They're besties. He's raising the kids as his own because he doesn't give a shit or whatever. I mean, they tried to fuck, but obviously it wouldn't work because he's not... Because, you know, he's not like that kind of thing, right? And that's just really, you know, how it is. And I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm just thinking about that. That's really something I would do. But anyway, I just wanted to give that reference to The Crown and, you know, um, House of the Dragons or whatever. Sorry, I lost my train of thought completely because my head just got sidetracked. That's, that is actually so embarrassing and that is so bad. But... Moving on, another one, The Proposal. It's um, It has Ryan Reynolds and um, the one lady from Bird Box. Her name seems to skip my head right now. Oh, shit. And she was in Ocean's 8. Oh, fuck. What's her name? Uh, I'm going to get it. Sarah. No, not Sarah. Ah. Ah, shit. I can't remember her name. That's really bad. Oh, hold on. I'm going to Google her name right now because I, that's no, That's embarrassing. Um, give me one second. Bird box. If you guys know her name, then that's really good. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. That's her name. Sandra Bullock. So it has Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. And the premise of this movie is basically she's an immigrant from Canada working at America at this newspaper corporation basically this media conglomerate and he he's just an assistant who wants a better job or whatever anyway she's about to get deported and she's thinking thinking she's like you know what i'm gonna get married to you just so i could get you know my job still and my passport and then we're gonna get divorced right now now this kind of relates in like in a way to like the first one i talked about the from the crown these people don't like each other however he needs a better job, a higher paying job, and she needs her passport and to not get deported. So what do they do? They have to come together. Now, obviously, I'm not going to give the whole movie away because the way, <clears throat> excuse me, it all goes around is a bit more dramatic. However, I think, my thing is, I find, like, this is the kind of romance I live for because it's just so smart. I like, sometimes you see it coming, but, you know, it's whatever. But basically... They have to go, like, show face for family and kind of, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Because, obviously, you leave for, like, I don't know, you, you're talking to your family every day and suddenly you come for holiday and it's like, oh, this is my fiancé and we're getting married soon. No one knows her. And they have to put up a... Because, again, it's his boss. They don't, they're not intimate as much. They don't really know shit about each other except for, like, outside of work. So they have to put up this facade that, like, they're actually a very happy, happy couple that's it's very comedic it's very funny i really really like it 
I recommend that movie as well. It's really good. Anyway, in terms of the you know the relationship of it all, it's fucking brilliant. I love it. Because why not? I'm going to get a job out of this. You're not going to get deported. You're still going to be my boss because who knows who the next boss will be. And I think in the movie, the, like, the boss who would have taken over was, a, was an actual asshole who was probably going to clear the whole office, like <laughs> our brother on Twitter. Anyway, I digress. I like it. What would you guys do? Would you guys do that kind of thing? However, I do understand how uncomfortable because my thing is I... One thing I know about myself that I realize is when it comes to being uncomfortable and like extending, I want to say weird tendencies, I don't like it to get too far. Again, I don't want to be embarrassed. And what I mean is, if it was a case where like we're going to pretend to be married and everything, and I could tell my friends and everything, that would have been cool. But this one, obviously, because the embassy and the immigration offices have to know that it's legit. So they're going to ask questions. So it has to be very convincing. You can't even tell anyone except well, both of you, you know. I wouldn't want to extend something like that to my family. And I think that's something that might hinder me from doing it, even though the money is a really, really, really good shining factor. But I'm not sure. But would you guys do it? What's your say? You know, what are we thinking? You know, what's the... What's going on? But yeah, that's... You know... I mean, I think that's one I really don't have an answer for as well yet. That's a really, really interesting one that I kind of like to think about that I'm not... I'm not completely sure about, you know. But moving on, the last and final one. So this book is called Honey and Spice by Bolu Babalola that I really, I think this might probably be one of the best, if not the best book, book that I read this year. It's basically about this girl in university, right? She has a podcast, at, well, a radio station, basically. And she talk, it's one of those situations where she talks about men and how much shit they do on a regular. But she comes across this guy who's really cool, She's not really interested in him, but they have the school project. And so basically, they have to pretend to be in a relationship for a couple of months till the project is done. Then they can separate. And the whole book just navigates how they are, how they become, again, almost like the proposal, how they, almost like all the other ones I've mentioned as well, they have to become friends in this fake scenario to kind of make it more bearable. Because I think there's something about being sick of someone you have to pretend with that's not really going to go well as well. You know what I mean? So they have to pretend to be, you know, a couple and let me tell you something it's so hilarious seeing this turn out because in one hand in some scenarios you're like oh they're not going to end up together it's not going to happen and it's like oh wait 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 this might possibly happen it's it's really good it's it's really sick anyway in that scenario i would do it for various reasons it's for my grades there's probably going to be a couple if not more internships and jobs lined up i'll probably graduate when college, when it's going to be a great time because why not? And I, this is a really bad thing that I'm trying to shake my head off of, but like in every scenario that I've mentioned, I'm always just thinking if the sex is good, why not? If there's sex involved. So if it's not a case where we're seeing other people and it's just, we just have to pretend for whatever for whatever reason, like these guys and um, Honey and Spice, sure, why not? Let's pretend. And one more done, we're offered it. You know, it's basically like, just like, a, like an elongated hookup that I really think we should avoid at all costs because hookups are the devil. That's just for another day. You know? So I really, really like that book and I recommend that as well. And I already know what I would do. I think I would do it. That's a really cute meet cute. So I don't know if everything I've mentioned today relates to meet cutes anymore, but they kind of do, just in a very, very different way. That's why it was very hard to pinpoint the name. So it's not like you're meeting someone. It's more... I still can't get the word out of my head. It's more... 
transactional. There we go. Bingo. If I haven't said that before, I think that, yeah, trans- it's more transactional. It's a very transactional one. And I'm, I'm here for it because I really do believe in situations where you can benefit off of someone else and just, you know, go with it. So I'm going to embarrass myself here for a little bit in terms of transactional meet cutes, right? When I was in boarding school, and if, I mean, I think, so there's some people who I went to boarding school with that probably know that, well, you know, they wouldn't be able to connect the dots, so sorry. But anyway, moving on. When I was in boarding school, or you know what, not even boarding school, just period, right? I'm someone who, from time to time, I have paid people to have sex. I'm going to let that settle in. Not like, um, you know, people who do as a profession, like prostitutes, no. Just a random person who's like, I think you're fucking buff. And I think we should have sex. And they're like, what's in it for me? Now, let me say this. In all scenario, because I know this is going to bite me in the ass, I have never prompted the payment because I don't like to compromise someone's belief sexuality. So, no. I no. If you're straight, I'm not going to say, oh, what if I pay? No, I'm not with it. It's not, it's not worth my time. However, if you bring it up, I'm not going to question. I'm going to run with it. That's very transactional for me. And it's like, in all the cases, a relationship has never come up. It's just not, we're having a great time. Well, I'm having a good time. I hope you are too. You look like you are. You sound like you are. And even if you're you're getting, you know, your money's worth, I hope, again. So there, there's that as well. That's not a meet cue, but I just have to say that because it's kind of transactional as well. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever. But I think that's all I have for meet cutes. Yeah, that's the end of the three-part series, guys. So we've talked about, like, meeting on the roof. We've talked about, um, I forget. We talked about today's episode. And I don't know, what is your, you know, favorite generic meet cute? Because I've thought about mine now that we've done the whole three parts of the series. And I think the best meet cues that I would love to put myself in or be present in are the ones where it's not expected at all. And it happens by happenstance. So in a very bleak scenario where maybe, oh, this is a good one. Maybe like it's dinner at a friend's birthday, right? And one of the, one friend just comes to a coworker who wasn't doing anything Friday night and we just so happened to get together. That's the best kind. I'm, I I love that. that. That is so delicious. That's the best one. And then you just so happen to like me. I think I'm just so like, you know, amazing. And, you know, it's up from there. That's really good. I'm really, really tired of like having to find some of myself. But I think, again, in all scenarios as well, there's always the, you always have the opportunity to kind of like, because I think the first 10 minutes of a conversation cements how that person is going to perceive you and how they want to come back to see you and like what you are and what you might be as a person. So like it's a case of like revealing your card but also revealing all your card because you want to keep the mystery interesting and delicious and you also want, the thing is for me, romance has to be delicious, okay? You want to keep it hot. You want to keep it like interesting, not just like, you meet and it's like, wow, you're boiling out your heart. No. Keep it spicy. So I think that's like my ideal one. Or maybe like a, I don't know. I don't really like romance in terms of like work scenarios because that's always a bit messy. So I tried to like stay away from that. But I don't know. What, what other kind would I like? I don't know. For that, for night now, that may be my best one, which I've referenced in the past that I probably said I would like. But, um, you know. Those are probably um, my top, you know, the top ones for me. But yeah, guys, that's that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to my 
three-part series of Beat Cutes. I'm probably going to name this t- um, episode something else because I kind of feel like it kind of deviates a little bit from the whole thing. And I'm, I really apologize this episode was late. And with that, I actually have to announce something, right? It's nothing, it's nothing so good, but like, I'm basically taking a little short break from the podcast. We're having a little bit of a rebrand and I'll tell you why. So from when this podcast started, it's been called 3D Therapy because that's what it has been for me. I've been wanting to reflect and just talk and I'll tell you the funny story. This podcast will probably be called something else that I won't even say because it's embarrassing to say right now. But I really enjoyed it being 3D therapy and it being with me and just me airing it out. But however, I realized that over the course of the months and it's been a year since the podcast started, it's kind of shifted in a different way than I thought. So obviously also talking, but just talking more broadly. And I think it's time to kind of give it a revamp because I don't want a situation where someone sees the name of the podcast and it's like, oh, 3D therapy. And it kind of, I don't know, like my past episodes have shown I'm talking about like, which is I think one of my favorite episodes of this podcast is like, you know, orgasmic. Uh, what was the most episode? Um, was it like non-sexual orgasms or something like that? Yeah, that's like my favorite episode of the podcast. You know, you're probably thinking you're coming for like solidarity and therapy, and that's what you hear. Not like it's a bad thing, but I kind of want to keep it fresher and more to what it's in tune now. So we're going back for a little bit of a rebrand, and um, the podcast will be back shortly however but i really really want to say thank you so 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 much to everyone who has been listening to 3d therapy you guys are fucking amazing thank you to all the guests and i really hope you guys enjoyed the guests because we might get a lot more interesting guests you know that the thing gets back you know depending on how much you love them but thank you guys so much because i'm so excited to see how much more i could do with this podcast on this platform that i enjoy doing solely and until then I actually, funny enough, there is a TikTok called Flip With Dummy. Flip With Dummy. If you're interested in books and novels, I, it's, trust me, it's not about, it's, the TikTok is not about me. It's just about books. If you enjoy books, I give a lot of recommendations on there and that's really all I have. But thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Cannot wait to be back. Fresher, newer, a lot better, hopefully. And, um... I really love, love, love and appreciate you guys that listen to the podcast. And on your way out, if you're listening, wherever you're listening, if it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever, leave a rating and share. Because I think it says something when... So if you notice, if you notice, if you look at the podcast on Spotify, there's like a rating thing now. And I think we're like point. Is it 4.5 stars or something? So let's rate the podcast and recommend to your friends because when we're back, we're going to be back. And now you have enough... Well, whoever is new, whoever's listening to the episode for the first time, you have enough to, like, listen back to and binge. And also something I realized, I'm rambling, I know, I'm getting the eye right now. So I'm going to... Ra- I'm wrapping up, I promise. But from the first episode to now, there might be just a little bit, a glimmer, just a slight bit of growth. And I appreciate that. And I really hope you guys have been able to learn well i don't know what i've been teaching but okay okay i'm going now i'm going out thank you so much for listening to 3d therapy i love love you guys so much i've been your host dami Dare. bye bye